Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to House of Cards. Dave Weishelder with you here, deep from the swamps of Jersey. we got a great show coming up for you. It seems like everyone's been talking about this new book called Gambler, Secrets from a Life at Risk, which chronicles the incredible life of Billy Walters. This guy was an incredible gambler, an amazing businessman, and this brilliant new book is packed with the fascinating stories of Billy's life. Even has a couple of chapters on the system he used to become one of the greatest sports bettors ever. And we are going to talk with the writer who brought this story to life. Armin Katain is a multi-Emmy award-winning journalist and did an incredible job in collaboration with Billy Walters to write this book. When we come back, part one of my interview with Armin Katayan on the book Gambler, Secrets from a Life at Risk. So stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. Hey, this is Dave Weishaddle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of October 23rd, 2023. Netflix announced its first consumer product licensing deal in the casino and gambling industry. In a deal with Light and Wonder, Netflix has given the green light for a slot game based on Squid Game, one of its most popular shows. The Squid Game slot machine will have a top prize starting between $200,000 and $400,000 and is expected to hit the casino floors in 2024. Total revenue in Ontario for the July-September period was just over $540 million, which is a little more than double the $267 million in gross gaming revenue from the second quarter a year ago. 80% of those wagers came from iGaming, with 20% of that figure coming from sports betting and online poker. There are 47 operators in Ontario with 71 gambling sites, compared to 24 operators and 42 sites from a year ago. And finally, according to Bill Miller, president of the American Gaming Association, commercial U.S. gaming has seen 10 consecutive quarters of growth since the onset of the pandemic. According to Miller, there are now more than 1,000 regulated casinos in America. Miller gave these comments at the start of the recent Global Gaming Expo held in Las Vegas, Nevada earlier this month. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HFC Radio. For more than 30 years, SCCG Management has set a standard of excellence unmatched in the global gaming industry. From startups to established companies, SCCG Management and its team of experienced leaders help each of their clients navigate the ever-changing, fast-moving business of gaming in all its forms. Sports betting, iGaming, eSports, casino technology, SCCG Management provides a global network to connect its clients with the right strategic partners for growth on a global scale. SCCG also works with entrepreneurs, providing capital and resources to assist in the development of new and innovative products and platforms. Whether you're looking to enter the U.S. market, expand your reach to other parts of the world, or establish your business in the global gaming industry, look to SCCG Management for the guidance you need. SCCGmanagement.com, expert solutions for strategic success. You're listening to the House of Cards. Why, you cheap crook, stealing a baby's bank. It's only a lend-lease. I figured a bet on the 50 to one shot and double the baby's money. Why, you imbecile. Why don't you pick a 100 to one shot and triple it? Oh, okay.
Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. I'm excited to talk to our next guest because he was involved in writing one of the best books that I've read in a long time. The name of the book is Gambler, Secrets from a Life at Risk, which is the story of legendary gambler Billy Walters. And Armin Katane did a masterful job of bringing the story of Billy to the public. And we are lucky and thrilled to have multiple Emmy Award winning journalist Armin Katane on the line. Armin, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure, Dave. Uh, first off, congratulations. Absolutely an amazing book. I told you off air, I think I read it in like in a day and a half. It was so interesting, I couldn't put it down. If you're a professional sports better or you're a sports book operator or if you're in the business in sports betting, you've certainly heard the name Billy Walters. I, I'm curious, as a journalist, when did you first hear the name Billy Walters? Well, that's a funny story. Um, so in uh, the mid-'80s, um, the specific date would be a March of 1986. I was at Sports Illustrated as a writer reporter. They're pretty much their top investigative reporter. And the magazine did a special section, 32 pages, special report mm-hmm. on gambling in America. And one of the uh, stories that was part of that section was the first national story on the computer group. And I did a lot of reporting on the computer group on a story that was written by Robert Boyle. Mm-hmm. And because I'm a little weird in certain ways with obsessiveness, <laughs> I still have that file, that wow. computer group file. So um, Billy's name was not in the story, um, but Billy's name was all over the reporting in the story um, because he was moving all the money for the computer group. And when they did all the search warrants, relative to the computer group case, the FBI, Billy's name was literally almost on every single search warrant. So (laughs) when I was approached to do this book in June of 2020, the first thing the person, Glenn Bunting, who represents Bill in um, strategic communications and PR, he said, do you know Billy Walters? And I'm like, the computer group Billy Walters? (laughs) Yeah, Billy Walters is. So that was that was my first um, the second iteration of the first time I um, I ran across Bill and um, you know June of 2020 turned into a, a couple of months of Bill and I talking. Um, I wrote a couple sample chapters that he really liked, and so we came to an agreement in September of 2020 that um, you know I would collaborate with him on the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, Dave, I, I thought in my head it would take about a year and a half um, to write the book. Pretty early on, I realized that was an, uh, underestimating the, uh, the scope and the depth of Billy's life. And so what was a one-year project or 18 turned into a three-year project. And um, honestly, I don't think the way Billy is as far as his um, obsessiveness obsessiveness with the tail and wanting to get things right. Mm-hmm. I think three years was probably the right number. <laughs> I, I got, it's an absolutely fascinating life. I, again, the book is called Gambler, Secrets from a Life at Risk, and it chronicles the life of Billy Walters, who really had a pretty difficult upbringing. Basically, the structure in his early life came from his grandmother. Tell us about his upbringing in Kentucky. Well, it's, it's really, I think, to me, probably the most amazing part of a amazing life. I mean, if you think about Bill's life, it's really three or four or five different lives Mm -hmm. strung together. Um, The first one, you know, he's born into rural poverty in Mumfordville, Kentucky. 
Um, his dad dies when he's 18 months old. He doesn't really ever know his father. Um, his mom, who is about 14 years younger than uh, his father, immediately kind of hightails it north to Louisville, leaving three children in the hands of relatives. Billy, by the grace of God, gets left into the hands of his grandmother, who is mm -hmm. the most, I would say, seminal influence in yeah. Bill's life, certainly when it comes to discipline and and um, respect for others and, and doing the right thing. Um, by the time he's seven or eight years old, he's mowing lawns, he has a paper route, he's shining shoes, and the part that you just can't make up, his Uncle Harry owns a pool hall, the yeah. QNR pool <laughs> hall in Bill, and Uncle Harry becomes the de facto babysitter when grandmother is working her two jobs that she's working. So by the time Billy's four years old, he's in the back corner of the pool room standing on Coke boxes um, and got a pool cue in his hand. And by the time he's 10 years old, he's known as the kid. He's a pool hustler mm -hmm. um, and, and a very good nine ball player. But, that's just like the beginning of the second first part of his life. By the time he's 17, the first girl he ever dates in high school gets pregnant. Billy's a junior in high school when he's married with a child at 17 years old. He barely scrapes through. Um, and then by 19, he's the best used car salesman in the state of Kentucky. Mm -hmm. At 19 years old, he's making $56,000 a year which is the equivalent of about a half a million dollars in today's dollars. Um, but he's burdened through every last dollar of it, gambling, staying out, chasing around, not with women, but just with his buddies, yeah. gambling on anything that moves. And then just to kind of fill out that first part of his life, by the time he's 23 years old, he's been married twice and he has three kids. So that's generally, in my mind, that's a, you could write a book just about that first part of Billy's life. Oh, no, it's and, absolutely incredible. Yeah. And the fact that he survived that, the first part of the Horatio Alger story, um, <laughs> and didn't just become a, you know, a total loser and a degenerate, um, to me is amazing. And it has so much to do with, with Bill's fortitude and mm -hmm. his discipline um, now, not so much then, but his, I think Billy always wanted to be great at something. What that was going to be, um, I don't think he was very certain about it at certain times of his life, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I, when I was writing that section, that part of the book, it was just so enjoyable because it's literally like something out of a movie. You know, you're trying yeah. to, like, really? This is true? And and trust me, I talked to a lot of people beyond Bill. In fact, I think I did 60 different interviews, independent of what I, the hundreds of hours I spent talking to Bill, thousands of hours, um, just to confirm the, the scenes and the settings and the stories, because some of them you're like, Bill, that can't be true. And then, <laughs> sure enough, <laughs> it well, was true. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Attention. 
If you owe back taxes to the IRS, the IRS is cracking down by hiring 87,000 new agents to garnish your paycheck and put liens on homes and businesses. They can even seize your bank account. The IRS calls it enforced compliance, and now they have the manpower to get you. Penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily. So call One Stop Tax Relief Shop and get the IRS off your back. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. Call 800-353-2174. 800-353-2174. One Stop Tax Relief has resolved thousands of cases since 2014 and saved clients millions of dollars. Call now for a free consultation. Get the IRS off your back. Call 800-353-2174. Auto Accident Help Desk is a marketing agency connecting callers with attorneys. Providers pay a fee for advertising services. I love getting my kids ready and driving them to school. But a careless driver can change your life in an instant. And insurance companies want to settle on the cheap. Auto Accident Help Desk connects victims with powerful lawyers. They fight for you. I called Auto Accident Help Desk and got help for my pain and suffering. Don't let an insurance company take advantage of you. Our attorneys fight and beat big insurance every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. If you've been injured in an automobile accident in the last six months, you owe it to yourself to make this free call with no obligation. We're available 24-7 to help you get the money you deserve for your pain and suffering. Auto Accident Help Desk helps accident victims like you every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. You're listening to the House of Cards. Is, is that good? Do, do I want that? Oh, yeah. You want that. Well, fantastic then. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishato with you. This portion of House of Cards is brought to you by SCCG Management, delivering technology-driven capability expertise and customer and business value to the gaming industry for over 30 years. For more information, go to sccgmanagement.com. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with multi-Emmy award-winning journalist Armin Katane about his new book, Gambler, Secrets from a Life at Risk, about the legendary gambler Billy Walters. What was amazing to me is how driven he was. I mean, yeah, he was yeah. making money in the pool rooms. I think he placed his first sports bet at nine years old on the Yankees and the Dodgers World Series. But, you know, he was working yeah. several jobs to get the money he was betting with. For me, I thought he was a very intelligent person who was just incredible at absorbing information around him. What did you see as the characteristic that made him not only a successful gambler, but also a successful businessman? Well, I think that's very astute. I think he's absolutely driven. And I I think, you know, if you drilled down and said what was behind all that, I think losing your father when you're 18 months old and never really getting to know him at all. I think Bill in his own way was trying to prove to his father that he was a success Mm -hmm. and that even though his father would never know a single thing about that, um, when Billy could look at out at when he would stand on his grandmother's porch and look out over 
to the Mumfordville Cemetery, which was right across the street. And I actually was there when we took a tour of his hometown and, and Louisville together. Um, I think he was talking to his father in a lot of ways. You know, I'm going to prove to you that I'm, I'm better than, than what other people might think of me. Um, so there's that. And then the other side of the equation is Billy it absorbs information, whether it's in sports betting mm-hmm. or whether it was in the stock market or whether it was making a business deal. He would never go into a meeting. He would rarely, if ever, make a bet. Um, early on, he made some major mistakes in the stock world in investing, but now um, he absorbs information and can process information um, like a computer. And he's very disciplined, um, but he's also a um, zero-sum game kind of a businessman. He is he is going to have answers to every single question that a potential partner is going to have or a potential acquisition that he wants to make. Um, I mean, you don't own or co-own 22 car dealerships sure. and 13 golf courses in addition to doing the kind of sports gambling that he was doing from the beginning of the college football season through the mm-hmm. probably the final four. Um some years betting year around 365 days a year. But I think you're right, Dave. I think his, his processing um, capabilities, but Billy's also, he likes to win, you know, (laughs) and he's willing to put in the time and the effort and has tremendous discipline um, now um, that when you add all that up, you, 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 I think you have a tremendous advantage in, mm-hmm. in the world of whether it's in the world of sports betting, um, stock market investing, or or business. And there's not a lot of guesswork with with Bill Walters. And trust me, you know when you spend three years with him. I mean, I did the math one day, and I, I figured I spent um, north of seven thousand hours wow. working on the book. Um, and I can tell you. I had co-written three other autobiographies of Mike Singletary and Catfish Hunter and George Lopez, the actor, comedian, and Bill spent more time on the book than those three men combined. And that's not to say that they were blown off their part of the equation. It's just to say that Bill was obsessive and he must have read various versions of the manuscript at least 20 different times. And I know on two occasions and probably more, he went over the manuscript line by line, word by word, at least twice. And I've never, um, from my, from the co-author perspective, <clears throat> I never had anybody that was that detailed and that um, concerned about getting everything absolutely right. One of his big successes came in the late 70s and early 80s in Louisville when he set up shop as a bookmaker. And unfortunately, that got the attention of the officials and he was indicted because of that activity. Tell us what happened in his time as a bookmaker in Louisville. Well, it's interesting. You know, Bill had, I think, it, for the most part of his teens and into his 20s, he was as big a better as there was mm-hmm. Um, in Louisville, which is no, as you might imagine, that's not a small pool of people that like no. to gamble in that in that town. Uh, I mean, Bill would bet on anything. Horses, <laughs> he could be 
flipping nickels against the bathroom wall for for a dollar, you know, a hundred dollars a, a you know a flip. So um, he saw opportunity. Um, he saw. <laughs> A lot of the guys that would come Monday morning looking for the envelope from Bill Walters yeah. in their Cadillacs going, you know, wait a second here. Uh, they're getting both sides of the action. I'm on the losing side most of the time. Um, maybe I can do better. Maybe I can give better odds. Maybe I can um, stay open longer. Maybe I can um, have better customer service. Uh, maybe if you bet the entire card, it's 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 a dollar five instead of a dollar ten. Um, and he, at the same time, there was a mayor who was cracking down on all the illegal gambling, and, and that was one of the, the pillars of his campaign. And Billy's not in Louisville proper. He's, he's in another county thinking he's safe. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not. The, the, you know, the state police and, and the, the cops bust in, and Billy gets busted. And um, he had the good fortune, if there is such good fortune, of hiring the best criminal defense attorney yeah. in the in the certainly in Louisville and probably the state of Kentucky, a guy by the name of Frank Haddad Jr. And um, you know, Billy by that time um, had burned out in the in the car business. He went from selling used cars to um, going to a bigger lot to becoming an independent wholesaler, where he would go up to the auctions in the neighboring states primarily Indianapolis, and buy 20 cars that had popped and was over-leveraged and was playing the floating title game, it just wore him out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he got out of that and he opened a bar. And and then um, from the bar, there was the betting yeah. on the Super Bowl and other things. And the next thing you know, he's a bookmaker. But, you know, Frank and Dad told him, he said, Billy, um, you got two options here. You can either get out of the bookmaking business or you can get out of town. Yeah. And, you know, Billy, this to me is one of the, um, you got to, uh, it, it, it's hard to believe, you know, Billy's an, he, he's addicted to gambling. He's got an alcohol problem. Well, where's the one place <laughs> yeah. that a person that's, who's got those kind the, of vices? When I read that, that was the... That was the first yeah, thing I thought of. I yeah, was like, wow. To Vegas. Uh-huh. But it's the only place, Nevada's obviously the only place in the, in the, in the union that at the time that sports gambling was legal. Mm-hmm. And, but as we say in the book, you know, that's a place that he eats, um, you know, addicts for lunch and dreams <laughs> for dinner. And, uh, and, but Billy, to his credit, um, with Susan, thank God, mm-hmm. you know, his wife's now of 47 years. Um, who is a saint yeah. uh, with a capital S, um, they decide to go to Vegas. And to me, it's like, well, there's another chapter of Billy's life that opens up. And as you well know, Dave, Vegas in the uh, early 80s, yeah. um, a little different than it is today, for sure. Well, that was my question. I mean, What effect did living and moving to Las Vegas have on him? He certainly met some of the best poker and golf buddies anyone could ever find. So what effect did Vegas have on Billy? Well, I think it was the biggest thing that ever happened to Billy. It was the it was a crazy. I mean, before he left, when he was 32 years old, back in Louisville, I think it was four of his friends got together and they actually had an over under on whether Billy would live till he was 35 years wow. old. Wow! Okay. It, it was 
I think it was five hundred. No, it was five thousand dollars a man. Wow. And nobody took nobody took the over. I mean, everybody <laughs> took the under. Um, nobody thought Billy was going to live past his mid thirties. Well, thirty six, he goes to Vegas, and he had been laying money off for the computer group in Louisville because he had the guy, he was laying off money from his own bookmaking operation in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. And the Pittsburgh guy was laying off money for the computer group. For those that don't know what the computer group was, your audience I'm sure does, you know, it was the most, it was the first syndicated sports betting operation that used, you know, computer data and computer algorithms um, to go up against the book. Mm -hmm. And for about, I would say a five or six or seven year period, they just absolutely crushed the books. They were winning 60% of their, as much as 60% of their games and betting millions every week. So Billy eventually became the biggest layoff guy for uh, the computer group. So when he came to Vegas, the computer group was up and running, started by Michael Kent. um, And, um, and then he became really a, a pivotal focal point of, of that operation. But at the same time, I mean, he's carrying around all these addictions with him. Yeah. Um, and it, it takes Bill about seven or eight years before he has this pivotal moment, um, a moment of crisis where he stops drinking and he stays out of the casinos. And that was a, that was an, another, um, another life for Bill. But as you said, um, Doyle Brunson, Chip Reese, Dewey Tomko, uh, Stewie Unger, um, Sarge Ferris, Jack Binion, um, j- that's just the, the rounders that he was hanging out with. And at the same time, you know, he's learning um, how to really be a really good poker player and Texas Hold'em player. Um, but he's also learning from Chip Reese money management. And that was a absolutely pivotal moment in Bill's life because Chip was the best money manager. Um, I think Bill has ever seen, um, rest his soul. And again, these sort of opportunistic, um, times or moments where Bill gets touched on the shoulder by some higher power, but he's smart enough to learn from it and, um, his relationship with Chip um, really, I think, is at the heart of Billy's betting system now mm-hmm. um, in so many ways about when you're talking about, you know, not, you know, discipline is critical. Um, his formula is not to bet, you know, if his bankroll is, I'm just going to throw a number out, 10,000, he never would bet more than one um to 3% of his bankroll. So we'd never bet more than $300 on a single game. And I think that as we were working on those chapters, um, you really understand that that discipline is, is part of Billy's DNA, um, whether it's in business or um, investing or, or certainly in sports betting, but um, that Vegas world, I mean, for those that have seen the movie casino, yeah. Um, Joe Pesci played um, a character that was based on Tony Spilatro, who was just a uh, villainous, um, who took great 
um, joy in using industrial tools, blowtorches and wrenches and vices and things like that to um, uh, to get his way. And he, and he was a reign of terror in Vegas. You know, at the same time, you got Lefty Rosenthal there, and and the town is kind of blowing up, and it's it's being taken over by organized crime from Chicago, the outfit. And Billy's in the middle of that yeah, um, yeah. in a lot of different ways. So the fact that he survived that period of his life is another one of those hard-to-believe stories. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Some people like knocking boots. How to do? While others get lucky. And some just get it on. No matter how you do it or what you call it, Adam and Eve makes your whoopee hot with 50% off almost any one sexy item. Just enter offer code BOOTS2 at checkout and get 50% off plus 10 free gifts, including free shipping. First, get busy with a gift for you. Shake the sheets with something exciting for them and hit a home run with a third item you'll both enjoy. Sounds like someone hit the sweet spot. Plus six free bonus gifts that'll make you say, Bow chicka wow wow. Adam and Eve is tapping that offer. Oh yeah. With 50% off and 10 free gifts, including free shipping. Use offer code BOOTS2 at adamandeve.com now. That's offer code BOOTS. Boots 2. Boots 2 at adamandeve.com. Auto Accident Help Desk is a marketing agency connecting callers with attorneys. Providers pay a fee for advertising services. I love getting my kids ready and driving them to school. But a careless driver can change your life in an instant. And insurance companies want to settle on the cheap. Auto Accident Help Desk connects victims with powerful lawyers. They fight for you. I called Auto Accident Help Desk and got help for my pain and suffering. Don't let an insurance company take advantage of you. Our attorneys fight and beat big insurance every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. If you've been injured in an automobile accident in the last six months, you owe it to yourself to make this free call with no obligation. We're available 24-7 to help you get the money you deserve for your pain and suffering. Auto Accident Help Desk helps accident victims like you every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. You're listening to House of Cards. Your Majesty, the royal wrestlers await. I'll bet on the little guy. How much? 3,000 guineas, two geese, and a duck. That's a foul bet. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishato with you. House of Cards is brought to you by the Life Hack Pack from More Labs. Unlock your best self with the Life Hack Pack from More Labs. The Life Hack Pack contains two bottles of morning recovery, two bottles of Dreamwell, and two bottles of liquid focus. 
The Life Hack Pack is specially designed to help you live your life not just better, but smarter. Use promo code RADIO15 at morelabs.com to get 15% off your first purchase of the Life Hack Pack or any of their other great products. That's promo code RADIO15 to take advantage of this great promo of 15% off your first purchase at morelabs.com. You can finally do it all with help from More Labs. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with multi-Emmy award-winning journalist Armin Katane about his new book, Gambler Secrets from a Life at Risk, about the legendary gambler Billy Walters. What fascinated me about his move to Vegas was his involvement with the computer group like you were talking about. I mean, sports bettors nowadays always talk about the algorithms or computer programs they use. And for me, modern sports betting seemed to stem from the computer group and the computer program written by Mike Ken, who who actually wrote the computer program because of a softball game, which was absolutely amazing to me. But yeah. because of the computer group, Billy was indicted again because of his, uh, his involvement with the group. And it's amazing, speaking as a lawyer myself, how wrong the government understood the law in this situation. What was the government's case against Billy, and how did Billy defend himself during this case? Well, I think it's it's pretty amazing. I mean, that's a whole another. It is literally a chapter or two in yeah, the book. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, and I think the government never believed that you could make money betting sports. They all they always felt that you had to be booking as well to to come up with the money that you would use to to gamble. And it was a you know it was an FBI agent who just. Um, Thomas Noble, how's that for a last <laughs> what, name? What an ironic last name. What an ironic last name. And, and Thomas Noble didn't know diddle-do about really how sports gambling in America works. He heard a couple things, saw a couple things, um, put two and two together and got five, and figured that, oh, I've stumbled upon a massive sports betting operation controlled by organized crime. So they, first of all, he didn't understand that they were making bets, not taking bets. And that was really at the heart of the case is, is that the government believed that this nationwide sports betting syndicate, not bookmaking syndicate, um, was making millions of dollars illegally and they were controlled by organized crime. And they raided all of these um, people's homes in uh, 1985. It wasn't until two weeks before the statute of limitations was going to expire in 1990 that the government indicted all these people. I think at the time it was 18 people, including Billy and, and, and Susan Walters, on the belief, belief, that that they were committing um, massive crimes. Well, um, it was a it was about as big a swing and a miss yeah. as I think the government has taken in a in a case in which untold amounts of money was spent and untold amounts of time was spent by FBI agents around the country. When the when the case finally went to trial in 1992. Um, Billy had some incredibly good lawyers, mm-hmm. and Thomas Noble was completely undressed on the stand yeah. um, in terms of what he knew or didn't know about really sports gambling, laying off money, um, the, the operation of the group. 
I think it was 120 count indictment, 50 something of them were not guilty, 60 something were not guilty, another 50 something the government declined after just being crushed um, by the jury, um, declined to prosecute. So, but what's interesting about that, Dave, and as you know, having read the book, that put a target on Billy's back. Yeah. Um, and, you know, because he was the, I mean, Michael Kent wasn't indicted because he cooperated with the government and testified and said, hey, we're, we're making bets, not taking bets. Mm-hmm. But in the end, you know, Billy became the, a kind of the high profile person on that case. Yeah. And from then on, um, you know, not just in, not just federally, but in the state of Nevada with attorney generals and local prosecutors who were trying to make a name for themselves. You know, you take down Billy Walters, that's a big feather in your cap. Yeah. And, you know, Billy time and time again, um, I mean, the man's been indicted six times in his life mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll get to the, the one that really sticks in Billy's cross yeah, yeah. reasons to me are, um, are just um, what the government did in order to, um, to set the trap and to, to publicize the, the indictment and, um, and then take Billy to trial is, is really, I wouldn't wish that on any American. No. So, but you know, the, the computer group today is still, I mean, you guys are, are much more into that world. I spent, mm-hmm. uh, you know, enough time in it. And I should give credit where credit is due, and I will. Dave Satterfield, who um, uh, is another very, very talented writer, was the former business editor of the, um, the Miami Herald and the managing editor of the San Jose Mercury News. Um, I wrote the templates for those betting chapters um, and helped. But Dave was really the guy that was day-to-day with Billy and working with the Brain Trust and yeah. all the, you know, all the charts and the graphs and things you see in those two chapters are, you know, that was a group effort. Yeah. And, and Dave Satterfield had, a, you know, he had a big hand in it. And because and I was up to my ears in the other, you know, 26 chapters. I, I got to tell you, what was astounding that I, that I found incredible was how Billy compiled information on what he was betting on during the time when the internet wasn't there for him to use. I mean, he was collecting newspapers left from tourists to gather information on teams from around the country since, again, that was a time before the internet. I mean, information wasn't at your fingertips, and I I found that incredibly compelling, how he did his magic getting new old newspapers. What people thought were garbage, he turned into gold. That's exact. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Um, I should have used that line in the there book. You, it's, uh, you know, to to go out to McCarran and to find the guy that's supervising the cleaning of planes that are coming in all day long from all over the country, and he would have the crews that would come on the planes. They would collect the newspapers, the sports sections, and they would pass them to the people that would go to the airport on behalf of Billy several times a day. But you think about that, the sports sections in those days were loaded with information yeah, yeah. and stories about the teams and the, the coaches and the morale and all of that stuff. And you're absolutely right. Um, at a time when, you know, people like Bob Martin and, and some of you know, Scotty Shetler, they were making lines, writing things down on a piece of paper. Billy's grabbing all this information, but he's also got people I mean, at one point in time, he had, 
I think I, I, we wrote 1600, but I've listened to some interviews that Billy did. He said it was 1750 <laughs> different um, places where he could get a bet down. And, you know, people speaking um, through voice changers, um, hiring people in Ireland to, to bet for him. Um, he went to such extraordinary, uh, incredible extremes to um, camouflage who was actually behind the bet in that cat and mouse game with the bookmakers. To me, that's another astonishing part of a, just an incredible life. And, mm-hmm. and I think one thing I want to make a point too, if you don't mind, is um, you know, kind of the last thing I wanted to do at this point in my life was to write another just pure sports book. Mm-hmm. And I think, as you said, Dave, and I really appreciate those words, is, you know, this is a, this is a great book, um, a fascinating book about a, um, a one-of-a-kind life yeah. and a man who sees things differently, um, who acts differently, this rags-to-riches story. It's also, as Billy said, he wrote it to try to inspire other people to look at their lives and say, you know what, if Billy Walters could do that, or if he could rise out of those ashes, maybe I can do something here too. So what I've really liked in the reviews that have been on Amazon and other places is that the book resonates far beyond the world of sports. Yes. There's his secrets are in there. sports gambling. And yes, there's, um, you know, a lot of funny stories about gambling and golfing for unreal amounts of money. But the heartbeat of the book is really a story of, of a man who's lived this one-of-a-kind life. And in, in the end, I think a pretty inspiring life who has done more things for more people quietly um, and anonymously uh, to help others. Um, we all know people that have more money than they know what to do with, <clears throat> but they're very... Uh, protective of it or cheap about it. Mm-hmm. Billy has given away millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars um, from Opportunity Village on down to help other people, little people that otherwise um, wouldn't have been able to pay for a funeral or to to pay for um, healthcare, unexpected healthcare expenses and stuff like that. That's what, to me, um, that's the Billy Walters I really I really like, and I and I um, I care deeply about him because he's just that one of a kind kind of a person when it comes to things like that. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that. I I didn't know how much he has given back through, like you said, Opportunity Village and Hope for Prisoners. I mean, it, it, yeah. it seems like a side of Billy Walters that no one knows about. I totally agree with you. I mean, you know, look, there's Billy's not a saint. Um, mm-hmm. Susan's the same, as I said, yeah. really not so much in, in certain ways. I mean, he can, he can be a cutthroat businessman and, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's, he's very, um, opinionated and it's his way or the highway. And, you know, there were times, you know, I would literally be banging my head against my right in front of him. I'm like, Bill, we can't put another name in the book. We can't, <laughs> I don't need the backstory here. Armin, I want to tell you the backstory. Mm-hmm. And then, but at the same time, I've seen him do things for people, and I, I think what really kind of grabbed my heartstrings was I read all the letters 
that were written to the judge, Judge Castell, um, before Billy was sentenced on the insider trading case mm -hmm. in New York, it was hundred, at least a hundred letters. And yes, everybody from, you know, Senator Reed to Peter Jacobson to David Faraday, they all wrote letters. But the ones that really touched me were the ones that were written by employees that had worked for Billy for 20 something years, a bartender at one of his golf courses or um, somebody who was a, you know, a sales manager at one of his um, automobile dealerships and the, and what Billy had done for them anonymously, quietly to help get them out of a terrible situation um, was that's the Billy Walters that I was like, okay, that's the guy that we have to, you have to feel that guy in this book. Yeah. And, and I think that's, you know, to Bill's credit and to the credit of um, the editor and, you know, the amount of work I put into it, uh, you feel that. And, and that's the Bill Walters that I hope in the end, when people finish the book, they go, wow, that's a, that's a unique, that's a unique individual. And that was part one of my interview with Armin Katane on the book Gambler, Secrets from a Life at Risk, the story of professional gambler Billy Walters. Come back next week for part two. But right now, stay tuned for more House of Cards. Auto Accident Help Desk is a marketing agency connecting callers with attorneys. Providers pay a fee for advertising services. I love getting my kids ready and driving them to school. But a careless driver can change your life in an instant. And insurance companies want to settle on the cheap. Auto Accident Help Desk connects victims with powerful lawyers. They fight for you. I called Auto Accident Help Desk and got help for my pain and suffering. Don't let an insurance company take advantage of you. Our attorneys fight and beat big insurance every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. If you've been injured in an automobile accident in the last six months, you owe it to yourself to make this free call with no obligation. We're available 24-7 to help you get the money you deserve for your pain and suffering. Auto Accident Help Desk helps accident victims like you every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. the House is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Experience a new way to play daily fantasy sports and esports on Thrive Fantasy. Choose your lineup of over-unders for top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. The more points the selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points and win a share of the prize pool. Thrive Fantasy has contests for traditional sports, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, and the PGA, as well as eSport titles like Counter-Strike, League of Legends, and Valorant. Visit the prop lobby and build your entry of two, three, or four-player predictions. Choose correctly, and you could win big. Sign up with Thrive Fantasy today with promo code PIKE, and Thrive Fantasy will match your first deposit of $25 or more up to $250. That's promo code PIKE for a first deposit match up to $250. Come and prop up today with Thrive Fantasy. Terms and conditions apply. Must be at least 18 years old and in the United States to play. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's a casino. People gotta win sometimes. I don't feel excuse me. I'm a giant colorful check to deposit. 
Welcome to another edition of Beating the House. I'm Doug Weishel here with Dave Weishel. We're going to be crisscrossing the country, sometimes North America, sometimes even the world, to talk about some of the latest jackpots that have happened in the casino and lottery industry. And boy, do we have a big lottery jackpot just recently. Oh, yeah. California winner over there, the second highest, I believe it got to 1.7 something, 1.75 billion or whatever it was, the final tally. I I, I lost track after. I had a couple of draws on that, didn't get one number. Really? Not not one number. Well, we're going to be talking this week all about winners, not just us losing everything. Not not me. If it's $100,000 or more, we will be talking about it on this program. This week, we're going to be starting off in Canada. Okay. And we haven't done one of these in a while. We haven't done a bad beat jackpot. Oh, yeah. There was a big one in Canada. Yes. And and when you talk bad beat jackpots and big bad beat jackpots, you talk playground poker over in Montreal, Canada. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got a bad beat jackpot of $1.3 million in Canadian dollars. Okay. uh, 954,000 U.S. dollars. Yep. This was dealt by one of their dealers by the name of Fernando. Okay. Uh, and it was a nine high straight flush losing to a jack high straight flush. <laughs> well, that's why they call it bad beats. So yes. they're, they're actually funny. I mean, you have these amazing hands and you yes. end up losing. But in a weird way, you kind of end up winning if you have a bad, bad beat. Especially if you're at a casino or a poker room that does offer the bad beat. Yeah. Some don't. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to look around, but bad beat jackpots are really though. most do, most have or or some of. sort of similar promotion yeah. going yeah. on. Yeah. But here at the uh, playground poker through one point three million dollar Canadian bad beat, according to several places, the chances of making a straight flush and then losing to another straight flush is about one tenth of one percent. Well, see, that's why it's a bad beat jackpot. That's why that's why they're so interesting to me. I mean, you you. you you, you break the odds in getting this amazing hand, and it gets even worse when you lose it. So it's um, it's interesting. Well, it's the one thing I like about this bad beat, and it's the same thing when we talk about one of the station's casinos, mm-hmm. bad beat jackpots, everybody wins. Everybody playing poker at that time also wins. Yeah. Uh, but here we have, like I said, a nine high straight flush losing to a jack high straight flush. The winner, who is actually the loser of the hand, won about $530,000 Canadian, about 40% of the pro- of the pot. Mm-hmm. The loser of the bad beat, but the winner of the, the actual hand, hand, the yeah. actual winner, won, for, won about uh, uh, 265000 uh 20% of the overall uh, bad beat jackpot there. And then the remaining six players split the other 20%. There was 44000 to each player at the table. And then the final 20% was distributed to everybody in the poker room. Yeah. Sitting yeah. at any table, you, you always playing wanna, any game yeah, at, in the poker room. You, you always want to check how a poker room does their bad beats. Yes. You know, it's, it's most of the time it's the other players at the table. A lot of times it's everyone in the poker room playing poker at the time. And you mentioned Stations Casinos. Stations Casinos has everyone playing in a Stations Casino poker room. Right. And it could be different poker rooms, as long as they're owned by station casinos. Different casino properties. Yeah, yeah. so you always yes. have to check who wins yes. during a bad beat. And also, you got to make sure you're playing at the time of the bad beat. Yeah. I mean, you have to be well, playing. Uh, yeah, you, again. You, you can't you, just be walking yeah, in the poker be, uh, room. I don't know if you can be, yeah, I, I guess you can't 
be on the wait list and no. win. So, no, you, you, you know, got you know. actually got to be playing. Yeah, or seated at a table, mm-hmm. whether or not you're actually dealing hands or whatever. But always check on that. Yes. See who wins during the bad beat. And we actually covered their previous bad beat jackpot, which is also the world record for largest bad beat jackpot. Oh, okay. Uh, back in August, uh, the uh, bad beat jackpot was two million five hundred ninety thousand one hundred eighty five dollars Canadian. Mm-hmm. which is about just around 1.94 U.S. millions. So they have the world record for okay. biggest jackpot, biggest bad beat jackpot. This came close. I mean, it's uh, you know, 1.3 million versus 2.5. So you're, you're saying that last bad beat was in August, huh? That's, it was August wow, of this year. Two months ago. The really? loser, who was actually the winner of that jackpot, of the 2.5 million, yeah. uh, 776,000 wow. Canadian dollars. So uh, the loser is the winner in this situation, yeah. which is actually pretty cool. Yeah. It's a great promotion. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going back into the United States now. We're going to go to Nevada. Um, usually we start in Nevada, but yeah. we've got two quick jackpots here. Uh, we got South Point Hotel and Casino Spa. We've got a player named Jesse. Uh, he won, and it's a he, mm-hmm. uh, $355,857.91 playing the Lightning Buffalo Link slot machine at South Point. No word on the bet size. I've heard of Lightning Link, but I've never heard of the Lightning Buffalo, buffalo Link. Link. Okay. Well, it's a Buffalo-themed yeah, well, I, Lightning I Link I got game. that. I got, so, I'm sure it has a picture of a buffalo on it. It's got several pictures of okay. a buffalo on it. Uh, then we're going over now to Caesars Palace. We've got a $500 a hand... Video poker player okay. winning two hundred grand. Wow. Okay. Yes. Well, it was worth the investment. Yes. He threw, he drew four aces with a kicker three, and this happened around eleven thirty p.m. on a Thursday night at Caesars. Um, it's actually kind of interesting because we've been seeing a lot of late night hits at well, Caesars Palace that's when, lately. That's when the casinos yeah. usually crowded. I mean, yeah. you know, that's kind of. When their peak moments yeah. are, you know? you know what makes this a little different than all the other ones we've done in the past for Caesar's Palace. We don't have a second one. Usually, we get a pair of jackpots <laughs> yeah. from Caesar's Palace yeah, every time we hitting, talk about this. Like they hit in bunches. Yeah, exactly. Uh, before we go this week, since Halloween is right around the corner, I thought we'd do a quick little uh, survey of at least one casino's. Uh, Halloween-themed games. Yeah, that's the great thing about the holidays and things like that, especially for online. They have their holiday slots coming out. So uh, I'm assuming they have a whole bunch of Halloween uh, slot machines well, or slot th- games. This week, I should call I, them machines if I'm playing online. Slot, slot, slot games. Slot games. Yes. Uh, this week, I'm going to focus on BetMGM because I was actually playing on BetMGM oh, okay. before I was doing this you, segment. You did some research. Yes, yes. if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um, I invested in BetMGM. <laughs> yeah, How about that? Put it that way. Um, BetMGM and all these, all the online casinos uh, for Halloween, they have certain sections set aside for the holidays. Sure. You know, yeah, they I do mean, it for Christmas. They do they'll it. do it for Thanksgiving. They'll do it for Christmas. Certainly uh, St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day, Day yes. is a ton of leprechaun yes. slot games. Luck so. of the Irish ones, yeah. all that so, stuff. But Halloween, there's some pretty cool games out, I would think. So. BetMGM has several cool games and brand new ones, too, that just came out this year. For too. Halloween, huh? Yes, for okay. Halloween. We've got, by the way, BetMGM Casino, if you want to uh, head on over there, new users, sign up with our code HOUSE. Uh, you get a uh, uh Bonus match up to hundred percent, uh, up to a thousand bucks, plus twenty five dollar casino bonus on the house. Absolutely, absolutely, hey, yes. great, good. That's all with your you can, first deposit. You can use it with, uh, yes. you know, your Halloween games. That MGM Casino House is the code to use. H O U S E. Exactly. Okay. 
But I went and played a couple of the new games from IGT. Sleepy Hollow, and I'm actually looking at my notes here, because one of the great things about these slot companies, they send out these press kits. Oh, detailing all the that, new games. The new games? Oh, okay. Yeah, we've got Sleepy Hollow. By you're the way. Put, you're going to put them on the screen? Yeah, so I got the little. People watching yeah. TV. Yes. You can put them on the screen. Um, Sleepy Hollow is interesting because I'm, I'm a big fan of Washington Irving and Sleep Legend of Sleepy Hollow. It's something I read every year it, at it's, Halloween. And, it, and it's, very, it's an actual yeah. real place yes. for people around the country. One of the it's, coolest places around yeah, Halloween. Yeah, it's about an hour north of here where we're yes. sitting in, right across the Tappan Zee. I keep calling it the Tappan Zee Bridge. It's the Mario Cuomo Bridge. The Hudson River. We grew up with it, the Tappan Zee Bridge. But it's well, right over the Hudson. If you've so, ever read Sleepy Hollow, I still call it the Tappan. If you've ever read Sleepy Hollow, the uh, Washington Irving refers to the area as the Tappan Zee. Yep, that's why it was the, the, the Tappan Zee Bridge. But Sleepy Hollow, very cool game, very cool looking graphics. They have um, these pumpkins that are the wild symbols. They're flaming pumpkins, and when they, when you uh, see them appear on the screen, the pumpkin touches these other tiles called sleepy they just say sleepy hollow on them mm -hmm. and they all turn into wilds oh okay. yeah and then they have the expanding wilds where the pumpkin turns into an entire picture of the headless horseman carrying a flaming pumpkin okay cool music very cool game the bonus feature when you hit the bonus feature the screen changes you see ichabod riding a silhouette of ichabod riding across your screen you get to choose what type of bonus you want three different choices once you choose, the Headless Horseman runs across the screen, changes the entire layout, and then the bonus game starts. And at the end, Ichabod runs by again the other way, and then okay. chased by the Headless Horseman that oh, way. Then you right. go back to the game. Very cool game. Check it out. Sounds like fun. It's great for Halloween. Day of the Dead is a big thing as well. Okay. Um, we have something called Maria's Marigolds, and this is also by IGT. Okay. Very cool game. Uh, it takes place in a graveyard. All right. Day of the Dead, all of the different Mexican versions of Halloween decorations are nice. on there. Uh, the bonus the bonus feature is a skeleton playing a guitar, which <laughs> okay. is very cool. Also, good music. I'm, I'm actually really impressed with how I some see, of I, these I, music... I have, I, I have this habit of when I play a slot game online, I, sh I shut off the sound. But usually, I'm like, I don't want to bother people around me when I'm on my phone and stuff like that. But I don't. I got I to gotta play these games and actually put the sound up. I've gotten into the habit with some of these games. I shut the slot sounds off, but leave the music. I didn't even know you can do that. You can do that. I yes. never knew that. Okay. Yeah. And two other games that I want to hit on BetMGM Casino. Uh, Wolfbane. Very cool werewolf theme, uh, werewolf, uh, theme slot machine. If, that's, if you have Sleepy Hollow and Day of the Dead are not your style of looking at. It's a werewolf theme game. Bonus features triggered by three full moons that appear. Mm -hmm. Very cool there. Then there's uh, the uh, Haunted Castle, which is a Haunted Castle Okay, theme. yeah. I, and, I got uh, that from the name. Yes. So. <laughs> and uh, very. all these are really cool games. Good music, and it's really cool to see how the companies are focusing on the aesthetics more so sometimes than the gameplay. The gameplay, you can start seeing patterns mm -hmm. with all the same ones, different graphics, still great gameplay. But the music makes each one of these special. Oh, sounds cool. Uh, that's it for this week's uh, Beat in the House. Press releases, keep them coming in. And congratulations to all the winners we talked about. Congratulations to all the winners we haven't talked about. There are always winners every week. It's just that we do $100,000 or more on this segment. Well, that'll do it for us this week. We'll see you next time with House of Cards.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.